Why do bad things happen to good people? Uh, I want to clarify, uh, number one, that there is no one that is good, okay? Uh, it's just a commonly phrased question. Uh, as we look to the scriptures, we know Romans chapter 3, and you have it in front of you there, uh, verse 10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Uh, there is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. There are, they are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. So when we ask the question, uh, it's really not accurate to say uh, that there are good people and bad people. We know that what we're talking about, uh, but all, according to Scripture, have sinned. We all have sinned. We're all bad, okay? We've all sinned before a holy God. Um, so there's none that's good. Number two, initial remark. I, I want to point out that we live in a fallen world full of pain and suffering. Uh, you may think we could stop the message there. You've answered the question. Uh, we need to understand that as we're talking about this, that sin entered into the world by one man, Adam. Okay, Adam was our representative. He sinned, and sin began this uh, turmoil that we have in the world. The Bible says, and death came by sin. The death, the disease, the sickness, uh, the, the hurts that people cause others, the hatred in our hearts, the violence, the anger, all of that stems from sin at the source, okay? Uh, and that's the world we live in. Uh, we live in a world full of pain, full of death, full of suffering because of this sin. And that's number three here. Sin is at the very root of the pain and the heartache. I just want to clear that up. I want to talk on the terms of what does the Bible say about difficulty in our lives? What do we need to know to get a good understanding of this question? Here's some things I heard uh, people say when they're going through a difficulty, or I've heard I've had people tell us, uh, we're, we're not strangers to difficulty, and this is by no means my opportunity just to share about our life, but... Um, uh, it's funny because sometimes the difficulty you go through is uh, not you directly. Uh, I don't have any major diseases or difficulties, but my son, my, my two sons do. Uh, they have Duchenne muscular dystrophy, and it's, it's something that we consider a difficulty. Um, but here are some common things that I've been told and that I've even said myself. Uh, we, we, we say, why is God putting me through this? Why is God putting me through this? Sometimes we even say, I don't deserve this. It's, I don't deserve this. Uh, and many times I've heard others say, nobody deserves this, right? Something else I've heard people say is that God gave this to you because He knew you could handle it. You ever heard someone say that? Maybe somebody told you that about a difficulty that you were facing. God gave this to you because He knew you could handle it. Another thing I've heard is that the devil is responsible. The devil did this. The devil is trying to cause me to quit. The devil is trying to pull me down. Uh, another thing that we, I've heard is that you're facing these circumstances because of your sin. Many times uh, we, we get that is that you must have done something wrong. Your life is going bad because of your bad actions and behavior. So I want to address some of these false assumptions first, and then I want to get into the Bible truths about hard times. Don't skip ahead. 
Let's follow point by point. Use another piece of paper or something to cover up those, okay? Help me out here. Work with me. I gave you the answer so you could take this home, share it if you wanted to. Uh, so let's address some false assumptions, okay? Uh, never assume, okay? Assuming is bad. I learned that in college. I had a teacher tell us about assuming. Generally, when you assume, uh, you're going to cause problems in your life, okay? These are some things that people kind of jump to a conclusion on when it comes to a, a difficult circumstance. Number one, false assumption, is that God gave this to you because He knew you could handle it. Uh, I've been told that before, and don't feel bad if you've ever told someone that before, okay? Uh, many times we just hear that. God, God gives people difficulties because He knows that they can handle it. Uh, this commonly quoted phrase simply is not found in Scripture. Uh, the, the fact that God gives you a difficulty because He thinks you can handle it. Uh, actually, many times the opposite of this is true. If you have your Bibles, uh, you can turn to each one. I'll try to go slow enough so you can follow along. Thankfully, we have uh, uh, Richard on the computer, and he's going to help put the verses on the screens. Uh, but I want to look first in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And I, the best way that I can answer these questions is just take the whole picture of Scripture and, and, and paint this picture of you, uh, for you to help us understand it. So I'm going to be going to different places and I just want to walk you through this so our thought process is shaped by the Bible. That's, that's my goal tonight. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, this is the verse we generally confuse with that statement that God gave this to you because He knew you could handle it. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, the Bible says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you or allow you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. I have to clarify that when we're going to this scripture verse, this word temptation is not talking about uh, these circumstantial difficulties or hard times. This is talking about a sinful temptation, a desire of your flesh to do something that God said not to do, Okay. When we're looking at here, this verse says that every temptation we face, every uh, lust, every uh, desire to have something that we shouldn't have, it's common. Now, everybody faces these, but God is not going to allow you to be tempted above that you're able. Meaning, in every sinful temptation, God provides a way of escape. He provides a way out. And we can trust that. Uh, we can know that. But this is not a justification for us to say, God put a difficult burden in your life or you have a difficult circumstance uh, that, that God gave you because you're going to be able to bear it. It's not the same. This is talking in this context about a sinful temptation, uh, which is different than a difficulty. Also, the Bible tells us uh, back uh, over in the book of James that God never tempts any man. So if this were the case, uh, we, God doesn't place temptation in your life. He doesn't tempt you. You're tempted sinfully when you're drawn away of your own lust. So we're not talking about uh, circumstances and difficulties in this verse here. Also, I want you to see, uh, go ahead and flip forward in your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. This is where Paul learned a valuable lesson about God in his difficulties. Okay? He learned here, this is so important, 
and this could be the whole message, but I'm just, I just want to touch on it. He learned here that God actually desires to show His strength in your weakness during difficult times. God is strong when we are weak. 2 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 7, the Bible says, "...and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh." the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. Now, it's interesting that we don't know what this is, okay? Uh, Honestly, this could be a temptation uh, as the sinful temptation. This could be a difficulty. Uh, But it was something that he prayed three times, God, take it away. God, take it away. God, take it away. And God didn't take it away, all right? And this is where we learn about God's sustaining grace. Verse 9 says, And he said unto me, this is God's response to a prayer to take it away, My grace is sufficient. means enough. My grace is enough for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, he says... Will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me? Meaning, I will actually uh, embrace my difficulties because it's in my difficulties that Christ steps in and strengthens me. Okay, Uh, God is my refuge and strength. You know that passage. He says in verse 10, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions. These are all different circumstances. In distresses, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then am I strong. So false assumption number one, God gave this to you because He knew you could handle it. That's just not the case. Uh, You know, um, many times you have circumstances in your life that you just can't handle. And God wants to help you through that. Do you understand? Um, second thing, second false assumption. You are facing these circumstances because of your sin. Uh, the, the message subject tonight in this question, I'm not talking about difficulties that you caused in your own life. Okay, uh, let, me, let me look at a, a passage of Scripture here. In Galatians chapter 6, some of us just need to understand this. Uh, many times the stuff that's happening in our life is a cause of our own sinfulness. But we shouldn't just jump there uh, as, a, as a matter of just, hey, this is where we go when we're trying to evaluate a difficulty. But the Bible says in Galatians 6, verse 7, Be not deceived. Don't fool yourself. God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Um, We have to understand that many times the stuff we're dealing with is because of our sin. You understand? Uh, But that's not what I'm talking about tonight when I'm talking about why do these things happen. Uh, You do obviously need to realize that uh, sinful decisions bring sinful consequences. And you don't get to choose those consequences. But there are things that we face, uh, people that die in accidents, uh, cancer, these uh, paralysis and these things that we shared. We can't jump to the assumption that 
this bad thing happened to my family member because I am a sinner and because I sinned. Uh, that's not the case, and, and that shouldn't be the case that we assume in Scripture. And let me show you an example of why we shouldn't do that. In John chapter 9, uh, there's a man that was blind from his birth. John chapter 9 and verse number 1. Um, verse number 1 says, and as, his, and as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, uh, that he was born blind? You can see that it's just a common question. What did somebody do to cause this bad thing to happen? Uh, because there is that truth in understanding that, you know, cause and effect, right? Cause and effect. But that's not the case always with difficulties and circumstances. Here's what Jesus' answer was. Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents. Well, then why was the man blind? The parents didn't sin, and he didn't sin. What, what's the reason? Is there a reason? Look at this. Jesus says, But that the works of God should be made manifest in him. In this instance, the bad circumstance didn't happen because anyone sinned or did wrong. It was bad, yes, but it wasn't bad as a result of God judging somebody. Uh, it was just bad. Bad things are happening uh, in this fallen, sinful world. But in this case, God said that the bad circumstance was there for God's purposes, that, that, he, that God's works would be made manifest. They would show up in His life. And we're going we're gonna to get to that a little bit later. <clears throat> in, uh, in Job, uh, we, it was interesting that Christian preached on that this morning. Uh, it was really cool to hear him preach. And uh, it was great to hear Morgan preach too uh, this morning uh, in her testimony. So I'm cheering you on, Morgan. Uh, it, was, it was great this morning. Uh, but he touched on Job in the fact that uh, he had all of these difficulties happen. And his friends jumped on the assumption that, Job, you really messed up, man. You really did something wrong. Well, we read in the Bible in Job 1, verse 1, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. He hated evil, stayed away from evil. Verse 8 even describes him, uh, the Lord talking to Satan, says that, have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Sometimes we jump to this conclusion that our sin is the reason bad things are happening in our life. And that's just not the case. Um, even this righteous person who God says to be perfect and upright, there's no man that has the character of Job at this point in time. He, even the most terrible, terrible, tragic circumstances happen to Job. So let's uh, not jump to that false assumption that we're facing circumstances because of our sin. Here's the third false assumption I want to share with you tonight. And that is that the devil is attacking you. Okay? Uh, this, uh, there are so many Christians and, uh, that just... Anytime something bad happens, they jump and they say, the devil is really working on me today. Come on, okay? Uh, listen, 
Are life's difficulties always Satan trying to attack? Are they? Uh, We have to understand what the Bible is teaching here, that we do live in a fallen, sinful world. That means bad things happen all the time, naturally. Uh, Not as a result of God being mad at you and not as a result of Satan picking on you. It's just part of life. This is the way it's set up. Um, many times, uh, again, we, uh, that cause and effect, that sowing and reaping, we make a bad decision and that causes a consequence, but it's not always the devil attacking you. When you have a difficult coworker, okay? Anyone ever had a difficult coworker? Yeah, uh, me too. When you have a difficult coworker who is causing you stress on the job and you just say, the devil is attacking me because my coworker is hard to deal with. Don't jump to that conclusion. It's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> when your car breaks down, difficult circumstance, but please don't jump to the conclusion that Satan is working on you and trying to tear you down. When you step in a puddle, when you stub your toe, when it's raining on your birthday. Listen, I'm serious about this. We are Christians, and we need to have a biblical view of difficult circumstances. Um, we, we are responsible for leading other people into truth. This is God's church, the pillar and ground of the truth. Please realize that Satan is not at the root cause of every terrible thing that happens in your life. And you shouldn't jump to the conclusion that stubbing your toe means your world is over. It's, it's part of life. There are difficulties, and we need to learn to deal with them in the right way. The devil is not always attacking you. Um, And if you say that in front of me, I'm not going to jump on you. Uh, um, It's funny, though. You'll have somebody uh, sit down and talk to you about how their life is ending, uh, and it's because their job is hard, their kids aren't behaving, uh, and their car is broken down. Uh, But we could jump to the other side of things and say, oh, wait, you have a job, you have a family, you have kids, and you have a car? Oh, wonderful, Uh, you know? So don't always say the devil's attacking you. That's just my two cents on that. Uh, That's just not the case according to what Scripture talks about. All right, here is the Bible truth about hard times. The Bible truth about hard times. Number one, circumstances are impartial, unpredictable, and should be expected. Circumstances are impartial. I want you to turn your Bible to Matthew chapter 5. Impartial means that um, tragedy plays no favorites. Uh, It means that uh, these bad things that we talk about, it's not about many times whether you're good or bad, uh, whether you come to church a lot or you don't, whether you give a lot or you don't. It's impartial. It happens to everybody, and we need to realize that. Jesus says in Matthew 5, verse 44, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. It's interesting that God's not a respecter of persons. Uh, It's interesting to me that the Bible says God allows even the most evil people to see a beautiful sunrise. 
you know, the blessings of life, the good things that, that we all uh, will say because we know all good things come from God. We'll, we'll claim and we'll say, God is so good to me. Well, God is also so good to evil people, sinful people, which we all are. We get it. But those that we uh, classify as not us, okay, uh, those unsaved people, you know what I'm saying? Uh, God sends the rain on the just and the unjust. The sun rises on the evil and on the good. Circumstances are impartial. They don't play favorites. Uh, whether that's getting cancer, whether that's your kids getting sick, whether that's somebody dying, whether that's a car accident. Uh, there's no favorites played in life. It's, it's something that happens and it's impartial. We just need to realize that. It's also unpredictable. Uh, the Bible tells us to boast not of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. The fact that we never, ever know what's going to happen tomorrow. We only have today. Uh, Jesus explains that sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Uh, meaning there's enough problems today to worry about today. Don't worry about tomorrow. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. You can turn there if you'd like, or he'll put it on the screen. Ecclesiastes 9, 11. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. Really, really nice people uh, are poor and rich. Really, really nice, good Christian people are sick and healthy. Okay? Uh, these circumstances... This is the way the world is at this point in time, that it's a sinful world and bad happens to all people. That is a biblical truth that we need to realize, okay? We've got to understand that, um, and it's going to help you to, to, to get through what you're facing. Uh, this fights that temptation for us to say, I don't deserve this. Well, who does? Um, it's bad that anybody has to experience a difficulty. Uh, and maybe it's you, maybe it's not you. Uh, some people live their whole life and their family is healthy and there's no major issues like that. Uh, and the worst thing is that has happened is that they have a bad coworker. Why is that? You know, um, These are questions we ask, but we have to understand that it's not God picking on us, judging us, and it's not Satan doing the same thing to us. This is just the way the world is according to the Scripture. Uh, difficulty is something we all face. Um, in my life group, we are studying the book of James. In our first week, uh, we went through this passage. James 1, verse number 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Now, this is interesting because this is a place where the Bible uses the word temptations. But that word is clearly not talking about lustful, sinful temptations. It is talking about different kinds of trials, different kinds of difficulties. So uh, we have to understand that. But the Bible says, count it all joy when, not if, when. Uh, we all face difficulties of one kind or another. The Bible says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give it to all men liberally, and upbraideth not. 
Um, the first Bible truth is that circumstances, these hard circumstances, are impartial, unpredictable, and should be expected. I'm sorry to tell you that. You know, but that's the truth. Uh, that's the truth that we find in Scripture about difficult circumstances. Number two, uh, the second Bible truth is this, that God does allow circumstances for His own glory and purposes. God does sometimes allow you to go through a difficulty. Uh, he permits it. He, he allows it to happen. Uh, this man that was born blind, uh, the Bible, uh, Jesus said, neither at this man sin nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Do you know why that man was blind? His whole life he couldn't see. The, his, the, the time when he was a kid, when the other kids probably made fun of him, the things he wasn't able to do, all of the struggle of his parents, all of that lifetime of being blind. Do you know why he was blind? He was born that way, but do you know why? It's because one day Jesus was going to heal the blind man and God wanted to use his blindness for that purpose. You've got to understand that as a Christian that we have this perspective that Jesus teaches us that it's, it's not because of your sin, it's not because of Satan. This difficulty was in his life. Yes, it was. Yes, it was probably a terrible thing to live with. Uh, thank God I'm not blind. Uh, but this man was blind so that one day the works of God, uh, the miracles of Jesus would be made manifest in him. Now that gives us some hope in our difficulty, doesn't it? Uh, there, there may be a reason why you're going through what you're going through right now. There is a reason why. Now, I can't tell you, and I'm going to get there in the point, but I can't tell you that if you're experiencing that difficulty, that it's going to go away. That's a Bible truth as well, that it doesn't always go away. It sometimes stays for your entire life. But sometimes God does allow circumstances for His own glory and His own purposes. Uh, you think of the story in the Bible where Lazarus died and people were sad and people were crying. And Jesus, why didn't you get here sooner? Do you know why Lazarus died? Because Jesus was going to resurrect Lazarus. That's what he wanted to do. That was the reason. There was a reason for that difficulty. Uh, we've got the story of Joseph. And in Genesis 50, 20, we see the truth. The Bible teaches, but as for you... Uh, Joseph says, Ye thought evil against me, speaking to his brothers who sold him into slavery, but God meant it unto good to bring it to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Why did he have to experience slavery? Why did he have to experience prison? Why did his family get ripped apart? Why did he experience betrayal? Was it sin? Did somebody sin against him? Yes. Was, there, uh, was uh, prison difficult? Yes, it was. But God used that difficulty for His own glory and His own purpose. God saved His people. God showed how powerful He was. And to be honest, that gives us hope for our own difficulty. Uh, when He was in prison, in slavery, He didn't know why. Uh, it was hard. I'm sure He wanted to quit. I'm sure it was hard to go through. But God allowed the circumstance and uh, does even today allow circumstances because He has a purpose for it. He has a reason for it. Uh, it, it it's, it's great encouragement for me to know, you know, we, we ask the question all the time, why in the world 
Do our kids have a difficult, why do they have this muscle disease where their muscles waste away? What's the reason behind it? Really don't know the reason, but these scriptures give us a real hope of the difficulties that we're going through. Well, God can have a purpose in it. God can use the circumstance. He's done it before and He can do it again. The Bible truth is that God allows circumstances many times for His own glory and His own purposes. And as Christians, one that ones that want to make Him known, ones that want to speak well of Him, that's something we can hope in. Uh, here's Bible truth number three. Bible truth number three. Even though circumstances are bad, God is still good. This is tough, okay? Um, we hate to be in pain. We hate to suffer. We hate to sweat. We hate to hurt and work. And be, this, this, The difficulty is hard. We hate to cry. We hate to be sad. But we have to understand that if we have faith in God and if we believe God is who He says He is, the Bible says this in Psalm 34, verse 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. It's in His nature. He is good. That the, listen, if somebody dies, that's bad. We don't like that, okay? It, it hurts. It's painful. It does not feel good when something bad is happening. It does not feel good. But that doesn't change the character of who God is. God is still good. That's who He is. Psalm 100, verse 5, For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Uh, we, in the book of Job, with this famous verse that we even sing about, Job 1.21, Job says this, he says, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Saying, God is good regardless of what I'm dealing with. I'm, I'm going to praise Him for that. Um, we need to remind ourselves as Christians that just because we're experiencing difficulties doesn't mean that God doesn't love us. It doesn't have our best interests in mind. It doesn't care for us. Uh, the Bible says there's nothing that can ever separate us from God's love. God's love is unstoppable. That's a really great title for an Easter drama. Uh, okay, uh, Unstoppable love. The fact that, listen, there's nothing, nothing, nothing that changes it. Nothing we can do. It's, it's just continual. Just because we're experiencing difficulties doesn't mean that God doesn't love us and care for us and doesn't mean that He isn't still good. God is still good. That is a Bible truth. And uh, Bible truth number four. Every circumstance has hope because of Christ. Every circumstance has hope because of Christ. Do you agree with that? Yes. Listen, there are some things that even end in death. It's difficult. But every circumstance has hope because of Christ. Every circumstance has a promise of an ultimate good, first of all. In Romans 8.28, one of those verses that we cling to when life is tough, Romans 8.28 says, And we know, we have, it's a confidence, we know that all things work together for good 
That means the bad things and the good things. Everything that's going on in our life, it can work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Uh, many times we don't see it in the midst of it, but God is working all things together for good. That's a promise we have. But even death has the promise of total healing and eternal life. Listen to this. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 19 makes this claim. The Apostle Paul, he says, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. It's not only that God is going to work out your circumstances to maybe have some better circumstances down the road. Okay, That's great to think and know and And many times that takes place. But that's not where our ultimate hope lies. Uh, The the Bible truth is that we're not citizens of this place. Okay, Uh, We get really attached here, and we like life to be comfortable and easy and enjoyable here. There's a lot of things to enjoy. All right, We, We love vacations, and we love sunshine, and we love fun days with family. We love those things. Um, But we have to realize that we are looking forward, that we are looking forward to something that's eternal, that we have a hope that doesn't just rest in this life alone. In Revelation 21, we get a great picture of what is to come. And we ought to cling to this. Revelation 21, starting in verse 2, the Bible says, And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and they shall be His people. And God Himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. You all like the sound of that? Doesn't that sound nice? Man, that's, that's wonderful. Um, what do we have to offer people that are hopeless? Uh, we, we, it's the offer that we need to, to hold on to ourselves. Listen, if your difficulty never goes away in this life, we have a hope that one day it will be healed. It will be gone the tears will end, and we will be in heaven with Christ. That is what we're calling people to on Easter Sunday. That is what we're calling people to that have difficulty. That's what we have to offer. Say, I don't know how to help somebody. I don't know how to help somebody with their difficulty. It's the fact that we have an eternal hope, not just a hope in this life. Uh, it's great to tell people, and it's 100% true, that in this life, God will strengthen you if you know Him in your difficulty. But... Many times the hope is simply that even in death we have something to look forward to. All right, so I want to answer the question uh, and and clarify here uh, while we wrap this up. The question tonight is, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen to good people? Um. Before I uh, came down here tonight, I asked one of our life group leaders, I asked him the question. I wanted to get their answer to that question. And uh, I had to share this with you. Why do bad things happen to good people? 
This is a quote that they heard that they share with me. Why do bad things happen to good people? That only happened once, and he volunteered. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Jesus was the only good person, and he volunteered to take on our sin. When it comes to the question, though, of why is there suffering and difficulty, here's my answer. Simply this is that we live in a sin-cursed world. This means that pain and suffering are a part of every person's life. Bad things happen to all people. It's just the truth. For the Christian, we can have hope in the midst of our trials. Do you know that? That's something we have to hold on to. In the middle, while we're going through a trial, we have hope in the midst of our trials, knowing that God will build our character. The Bible says it brings about patience. Uh, that it will bring about a greater good, that God's working all things together for good and provide ultimate deliverance in heaven. That's the hope that we have in our difficulties. But we have to realize this, and, and uh, for the unbeliever, for somebody that doesn't know Christ, for somebody that doesn't understand what the Bible teaches about these things, serious difficulties like death and cancer and childhood disease are very dark things. They're very hard. Uh, They're very difficult to deal with. Serious difficulties can seem hopeless, meaning they don't don't understand why. They they don't get that one day things can be better because they don't have Christ and they don't know Christ. They don't know what He offers. They can seem hopeless. They can seem lonely. You know, we we have a, a God that's always with us, you know, in our difficulties. Offering that when we're weak, he'll be strong on our behalf. Unsaved people don't have that. They're often lonely, feeling like they're fighting a fight all by themselves. And these difficulties often seem cruel. Uh, Like, why are these terrible things happening to me in my life? And there seems to be no reason behind it all. It's just like God is cruel. We've got to, as believers, understand and get a good understanding ourselves. Um, I'll tell you that uh, this one difficulty in our family, uh, it's been a process for us to deal with. It really has. There was a time where I was frustrated, angry, mad, uh, sad, all kinds of terrible feelings, and I just felt like quitting. Um, But I do believe that as God renews our mind, and this is what we should all strive for, God renews your mind to help you to deal with your circumstances in a biblical way. And you get an understanding of the hope that you have in the middle of your difficulties, and even if they never go away. And that is what we need to offer to the rest of the world. Um, every person that we're going to meet this week is falling into these categories. The, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. We have got to be those people that, one, we're, we're okay ourselves, and we're, we're in this healthy relationship with God ourselves with our difficulties, but we can then take that and share that with other people. This is a, a, a tangible hope. Um, why do you think people come to church? Uh, every, every person that, that comes to our church, we try in, in Connecting Point, and when we meet people, to ask them, how can I pray for you? If you ever meet somebody in church, to, after you introduce yourself and figure out kind of who they are, why they're here, if you ever ask them, how can I pray for you? Generally, a new person stepping into church that doesn't normally go to church will start crying. And the reason is because they have a difficult circumstance they're dealing with. Uh, that brings them to say, why, what, 
Was there a reason, a purpose behind this? Uh, and, and we have that answer that we can offer and we need to offer it.